Welcome to our journey through the book of Acts. We are now in chapter 13, verse 42. The last time around, we saw how Paul and his team went to Antioch in Pisidia, and they went to the synagogue of the Jews, and they were offered an opportunity to preach. Paul preached a message, and so, which we looked at last week. But this time around, we'll be looking at the response of the people to Paul's message, and then the remaining stay in Antioch in Pisidia, and then from there they went to their next stop in Iconium. That's what we'll be looking at in our session today. But when you look at this, I don't know how you feel about this, but when we started the journey through the book of Acts at the beginning of this year, and we divided the various chapters into weekly portions for reading, and we then divided the weekly portion into daily reading, which we use in our early morning prayer. And that's mm. been going very well yeah. for some time. Mm. Um, who will have thought that these scriptures will speak directly to the situations we are in today? Mm. You know, so relevant. You think, you know, the, we, we knew the situation was going to happen, so we picked these portions of scriptures. Mm. Who will have taught that? You know, and I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, shortly after I got saved, I was taught. Mm -hmm. And then that, and encouraged to have regular um, devotion. Mm -hmm. I, we, we called it quiet time, mm -hmm. where you, you, you wake up in the first in the morning, mm. you read the Bible, and so there was a material I used then what called our daily bread. Many times I would take the daily portion of reading and I would read it. And I was like, I don't understand this. It's speaking directly to me. It's like reading my situation and all mm. that. Is, is, is this something you have experienced? Mm. Yes, very much so. I grew up in Ghana with Scripture Union, uh, materials for discipleship. And we had the same, our daily bread. We had light for our path. We had other, other ones as well. Mm. And... The word of God often speaks, and you sometimes think, who's reading my mail? Because this is speaking exactly into the situation that I'm facing. And the scriptures are speaking into the global situations we find ourselves in now. And uh, it's really exciting. For me, it brings the word of God alive. It shows that the word of God is relevant, it's prophetic, mm. it's real. And it speaks into real-time situations right now. And uh, that excites me. That, that, that's, that's really good. Mm. That's really good. Yes, Dave. Yes, yeah. you. I think it's similar to, to, to yourselves in terms of actually growing up with the, the word for today. And at times you can read it and you can think, well, actually, this is just so relevant to, to what's kind of in my personal situation as well as what's going on around us. And I think um, a friend of mine used to joke and say, it's as if someone's orchestrating everything behind and knows mm. what's going on. And it, mm. that's so true, though, is that you can, you can even tune into a message and just, it can be such a poignant message for you mm. that it speaks so personally to your, to, mm. to your kind of personal experience and what's yeah. going on really. So yeah, I agree completely. Interesting. Very interesting. I remember I had a question in my heart and I was like, how, do, how does this work and this and that? And then I opened the Bible mm. and just like a direct response, reply mm. To, mm. To, to, to my question and all that. So mm. anyway, anyway, it's been an exciting, interesting experience, you know, the relevance of scriptures for today. Dave, do you want to read to, for us um, Acts chapter 13, verses 42 and 43? Let's just get started with a portion we add for today. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Wow. Mm. This is an interesting portion of scripture. Mm. It says there in verse 42 that when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles mm. begged the people, begged Paul and Barnabas, please speak to us these words. Come back next Sabbath, you know, mm. and speak to us. So you wonder... Is this something we have ever experienced, you know, at the end of a service? Even people refuse to get the service to a close. They say, no, we're not finishing this mm. service today. You've got to continue speaking that which you have begun. So you ask yourself, what was it? 
that was preached by Paul mm. that will make the people mm. beg for more. And we considered mm. that last week. Mm. We saw how Paul motioned the people to, 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 to silence and he began to speak that God chose Israel and then talked about Abraham, talked about Isaac, Jacob, and talked about David, mm. the promise God made to Abraham, to David, and then now mentions Jesus Christ. And he made it clear that from what David said, that David couldn't have been referring to himself because mm. he said he would not allow his body to see corruption. And he said, we know that David was buried. His body saw corruption. So the promise couldn't mm. have been to David personally. And then he now brings about Jesus Christ and now says, look, the promise that God had made to the fathers, now he has fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And, and how does that make you feel? Because for centuries, they will have been reading um, the prophets, they will have been reading the law, Moses, and what God has said, and they will have been praying, oh God, deliver us. But now, mm. these guys come around and say, that which you have been reading, mm. hoping that sometime in the future, they will be fulfilled. Mm. He's now saying, no, they are already fulfilled. Mm. Promise made, promise fulfilled. Mm. What do you think? Powerful, powerful. Yeah, and I can imagine people hearing something that they probably haven't heard before. Mm. So it's like, wow, they, their eyes are open. Now, it reminds me of what Jesus said in Luke 4. He says, when he, when he read the scriptures, he said, these scriptures are fulfilled mm. in your hearing. Mm. So uh, they are hearing and he's saying, I'm the fulfillment. I've come to fulfill yeah. everything that was written way before in the prophets. And, and the law. Mm. I, I am the fulfillment of it. And that is what Paul, by the help of the Holy Spirit, Paul and Barnabas, are opening the eyes of the people to understand. And so they are hearing things that they haven't heard. For, man, they never, they've never heard some of these things. And it's like, wow, if you haven't heard something like that before, you will pay anything. To, it's, like, it's like, if you hear of a very good speaker, you'll be willing to go as mm. far as possible yeah. to hear them. That, that, that's what I, I think was happening in this, in this place. Yeah, because mm. uh, we also see in, in the passage that we've read, there are two categories of people there. The Bible mm -hmm. talks about the Jews and the proselytes. That means the non-Jews who had not come to faith in Judaism, who had mm -hmm. come to do that. So it identifies those two groups of people. And both groups seem to be excited about this. Mm. That look, we've been reading this for a long time. Now they are fulfilled. And like these guys have come to say, look, the fulfillment is in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you say to that day? Yeah, I, I, I think um, as well, it's interesting because I think it, it starts to bring in the, the kind of, the involvement of the, the proselytes or the, or the Gentiles in a way of, of kind of, they, there's that kind of, is, is the Jews would have had their generational kind of connection and things of kind of the bloodline and stuff actually, this is also them saying actually the salvation is for all and coming in for all as well. And, and mm. so there's that kind of, that even more bringing in of them, of kind of God's family and just what God wants to do in that relationship with him maybe. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you, you look at this, you know, you, you read this portion. I mean, it reminded you of Luke chapter four, mm. where Jesus will read the scripture and said, I'm the fulfillment. Mm. And then it also reminds me of Luke 24, mm. you know, when after Jesus had risen from the dead mm. and two of the disciples were mm. going from Jerusalem to Emmaus yep. and they were before them, they were like, look, what's happening there? We've been to the, to, to, to the, to the tomb and the tomb is empty. And they, they didn't seem to understand what was happening. And then mm. Jesus you know, came alongside them. And then the Bible says he opened their understanding. Mm. And he showed them from scriptures, from the Old Testament, the, 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 prophet, the law and the prophets, mm. everything that is written about him. Mm. So I could just imagine him saying, look, look at Genesis chapter 3. Mm. I'm the seed of the mm. woman that mm. God promised the human race. Mm. Then he goes to Genesis chapter 12. He said, I am the seed of Abraham that God mm. promised. I said, through you, mm. all the families of mm. the earth will be blessed. And then he will probably go on and say, look, I'm the fulfillment of the promise that mm. God made to, Jacob, um, to mm. David, mm. that he will never lack a son mm. who will mm. sit on the throne. Mm. So, and I think this is what these guys must have done here yeah. to show from scriptures to show mm. from the Old Testament, to show from the, from the law and the prophets mm. that mm. this is the fulfilled promise mm. of the Father. 
Come on. Now, but, but when we <laughs> apply that today, to today, you know, um, the question is, what does God need to do mm. to save anyone mm. that he has not done? Mm. Well, the finished work of Christ makes it possible that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord mm. can be saved. So we need to look back to what the cross has accomplished, what Jesus has accomplished, mm. what the Father accomplished through the Son. And he's made provision for everyone's salvation. There's nothing mm. left for man to be saved. It's already made, provision is already available through the finished work of Christ. And that is what they were preaching to them, that Christ has fulfilled it, mm. salvation, the door of salvation is now open to all. Come and respond to him. And there's always a response required. Yep. Yes, mm. but the work is finished and provision is fully made in the finished work of Christ. So it's basically receiving mm. that which God had given. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible for God to give. It's possible for you to give something. Mm. If I don't learn to receive, mm. then the problem might be with me, isn't it? Yeah. The problem might be in my receiving. Mm. You know? And many times we tend to confuse both, the giving and the receiving. Mm. Or what do you think? Yeah, I think um, sometimes you can, as you say about the giving and receiving, actually you can give someone a gift but they can, they can even physically receive it, but it's whether they open up that gift and actually use it and, mm. and, and, and kind of use it for its intended purposes in mm. a way. So just imagine you give a child a toy, for example. Yeah. Mm. That child can receive the toy, but doesn't know what's in the box or something. Mm. And mm. So they receive it wrapped up. They then decide, actually, I'm not gonna unwrap it because I'm not really sure about that. They haven't received the full enjoyment, the full, um, the full kind of purpose of what that gift was for. Mm. And um, sometimes, I think that's the thing: is that you, you see that here they've had the they've had the kind of gospel message laid out to them, um, and so for the for a number of these, actually, it's that moment where kind of the coin drops, as it were, where mm. actually it connects with their heart, and they go, "Yeah, actually, I really want this." Mm. But you, as we read later, you, you, we begin to see that actually some maybe didn't fully receive, but. Mm. Yeah. Looking at mm. more, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it changes the whole thing. If you are used to hearing something, for example, I mean, many years ago, I mean, I've been a follower of Christ for some time right now, and, uh, you know, many, many years ago, I would read about healing, you know, mm. and I will be praying to God to heal me, to heal me, until I then saw, you know, Isaiah chapter 53, which was a prophecy of the provision mm. God was going to make in Christ Jesus, you know, how he will be despised and how he will be rejected by men and how he will be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And then later on, Peter will say, that has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Mm. Mm. So, and that changed for me. I stopped praying for God to heal me. Then mm. I began to learn how to receive what God had done in Christ Jesus. Mm. Then because I saw mm. the prophecy in the Old Testament, I saw the fulfillment in Christ Jesus that by his stripes I was healed mm -hmm. and then that changed the way I prayed. Mm. It, it became receiving what God had mm. provided mm. in Christ Jesus. Mm. Do, do you have anything to say yeah, to that's, that? That's, that's really, that changes our perspective on what the Father has already done and his mm. faith in the finished work. So mm. it doesn't require my effort. He's given it by grace, but we receive by faith. Mm. So faith tells us that what has been provided is real and therefore I believe it mm. and so I, I receive it as a gift yeah. of his grace. Not because mm. I deserve it, not because of my works, mm. but by faith I know what he has provided is mm. real. But it also shows us that there can be a resistance. There, mm. there can be a reason why that is not manifesting and asking the Holy Spirit to open our eyes and mm. often it is the enemy that is resisting um, God's will and purpose for manifesting um, healing, whatever it is start, mm. that we're believing the Father for, or the Father might just, the Holy Spirit might just reveal to us, is a, is a matter of timing. Something mm. that you're asking the Lord for is, but it's already ours in Christ. We are, mm. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Yeah. The Bible says in for Christ sure, Jesus. Okay. It's mm. already done. And that we mm. receive by faith and with thanksgiving. That's how we're encouraged to be a people that rejoice mm. constantly yeah. because by faith, it's already available. Yeah. But that's, it's a journey to receive it. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just like salvation as well. I mm. mean, before I would pray for God to save people, 
But then when I saw in scriptures that the God of this world that really works in, pre in preventing the light of salvation, mm. the light mm. of the gospel from reaching and shining in the hearts of people, mm. then so that changed my prayer from mm. God save because all that God needs to do to save, he has done. Mm. But then we realize, like you've mentioned, that there's an enemy mm. who is trying to plug the light of the mm. gospel mm. from shining into the hearts of people. Mm. So we are like, okay, Lord, open our eyes. How is the enemy mm. blocking the light of the gospel in this person, in this mm. person, in this person? Mm. And then we then pray accordingly, mm. and we are speaking to the situation. Mm. You know? mm. So that, that changes everything. So mm. I can just imagine that this is what these guys did mm. in, 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 in Antioch. They brought the gospel and said, this is accomplished in mm. Christ Jesus, mm. and everybody wanted to listen to it. I mean, look at that again. <laughs> not quite everybody, but... <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, not everybody, but maybe because of my excitement, because of the effect it has on you, that, look, this is finished, mm. man, you know? And the, the, like Jeremiah said, it was like, like fire in my boats, like mm. you want to eat them and chew them, you know? So looking at that, it says there that the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words mm. may be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation had broken, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them mm. to what? Mm. Continue. continue. To continue yeah. in the yeah. grace of mm. God. Mm. You know, remember Paul later writing to Titus says, the grace of God that brings salvation mm. has appeared unto all men, teaching us. Mm. So here the grace of God has appeared, and he says they should continue in it. So, how does one continue in the grace of God? Um, yes, I'll ask uh, Pastor Aaron. Again, grace reminds us that everything that we need for this life, as mm. the Apostle Peter tells us, yes, everything we need for this life and godliness is provided. So, we mm. know that it's by His grace He has provided it. So, as I believe that His grace has provided it, my faith in his grace that has made everything available mm. helps me to continue. Mm. Otherwise, we start going into works. Yes, yeah. my faith is dependent on what he has already mm. done. So I believe what he's saying here, continue in the grace, continue in the finished work of Christ, continue in that which has been made available mm. to you, continue in that which keeps you in righteousness, that which keeps you strong, mm. continue in the person of his grace, Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has made it possible that everything Father wants us to enjoy is available. So continuing mm -hmm. the grace and the practical ways I will do it, the word of God, praying, fellowshipping, worship, and then obeying what he says. Mm. By yeah. his grace, we continue and we go from strength to strength and we mature in our walk. Okay. So basically we are continuing in his grace like Paul would later write, he said, just as you have received him, continue in him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the way we have received Christ. By faith, mm -hmm. we continue in him. Now, in verse 44, I'm going to read that. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy mm -hmm. and contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Mm. What do you think? Mm. I think it's, uh, it's interesting how you see, even amongst the unity, that, that, that there's still that kind of discourse at points. As it says, obviously, that, they've, that they kind of grow with envy, they're filled with envy. And you, you start to think, okay, are the, are the leaders that are seeing this envious that they're able to of, of what they're preaching or are they envious of the fact that they've held the crowd where, where does that come into it? but also um, the message or the way that the leaders or, or that Paul and Barnabas would have spoken for these leaders if you think about it many of the the, the image of the the Messiah the savior that many of the Jews at the time would have had would have been the one that would have overthrown Rome and the Romans and the whole of the Romans and things and and kind of overthrowing their oppressors. So, so these leaders hearing this would have gone, well, is this, is, is this my normal that I know? Is this the, the word that I know in a way? So it challenges what they, they've kind of grown up with and challenges something in them. And I think sometimes we, 
we have to remember that actually the, the word of God isn't there just to kind of make life nice and comfortable. Actually, it will challenge things in us and it will challenge um, our ideas, our thinking about things. And, and sometimes we can be very quick to go, well, that's not of God because it doesn't line up with what I think. But actually, sometimes it's, we've got to take a step back and go, okay, how does it line up? And that's where sometimes, in what we were saying about the promises earlier, um, where when that, change, that mindset and that change, uh, uh, that thinking changes, then we can maybe also see the, that fullness of the, of the promises as well, potentially, of the fulfillment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yes, I, I don't know whether you have anything to say to that because mm. the, the Bible describes God's word as a two-edged sword. Mm. You know, here's a word that gets people excited and <laughs> the same word provokes envy mm. and jealousy in some other people. Mm. What, what mm. would be the case? And then like David rightly said, I, when I read this, I like to put myself in, in different people's shoes, in the, the characters mm. of the Bible, just see where, where, where their thinking process would be. So the word of God has come forth, but you also see a crowd. And if you were to put yourself in the, in the, in the shoes of the people who are jealous, I mean, have you never been jealous of somebody mm. prospering? I know some of you, you the thought has not occurred to you, but some of us would be honest and say, Lord, Sometimes the thought occurs to you yeah. that, how come, Lord, I, what, what, what's going on here? I, I see that this person seems to be getting a measure of, mm. of what it looks like, success. And, but you've got to remind yourself that it, that's not what it's about. And, mm. and so in the natural, I can see how they would have been jealous. It starts with a small group of people, and now mm. he says the, almost the whole town. Yeah. Imagine that happening in Ipswich. Yeah. <laughs> almost the whole town goes, mm. goes somewhere else. Portman Road is filled, and then you're wondering, who's, who, who's speaking there? And you've been yeah. told, is the, the guest speaker we invited last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're thinking, Lord, have mercy. But you've got to then remember, no, this is not what it's mm. about. Yes. So in that, in, in, so, but they also see, I think that there's, there's a side on which the word of God that would have provoked a, an excitement in others to mm. listen was equally challenging others in their way of thinking. And I mm. think you had all these two, yeah. all these two, two things playing um, in, the, in the picture. That's, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I look at that, I'm like, okay, why would they be jealous? Why would they be envious? Because traditionally, Judaism is not missional, as in they don't actively go out to get people mm. to become proselytes actively, you know? If you ask questions and all that, they won't stop you from being a proselyte if you are inquisitive and all that. But I've not really noticed, and you know, people actively going out there to convert people. But here, people just heard, and then they came to hear the message. Mm. And, then, and then also, could they have been threatened as well? Because mm. this message is, is, is changing, it's going to change what is normal. Mm. Because before centuries, they were looking forward to something being fulfilled. Mm. And these guys come and they say it has already been fulfilled. Mm. And it's similar to the environment we are today. Mm. Because of this lockdown, normal will not be normal again. Mm. There will have to be a new normal. Mm. And yet we could resist it. We could mm. fight it and mm. do all we can to hold on to the old normal. Mm. You know, but we've got to realize that things have changed. Mm. You know, and mm. things will not be the same again. Mm. Here, these people, and then also, it might also be that, obviously, the number of people in the new faith, in the new message, right mm. from the beginning, is massive. Mm. People from town, Gentiles, mm. coming into this could be threatening. Mm. That which had been the preserve of a few, mm. suddenly mm. is open to everyone. Mm. And we could, be, we could fall into that as a group of people, mm. where, where, you know, before they will say, you have to be a minister to be able to mm. maybe expel demons or mm. deliver people or uh, pray for healing. And you then see in scriptures that any believer can really do that. Mm. That could provoke some feelings in, in a minister. Or, yeah. Insecurity. Or insecurity, I'm like, mm. maybe no more job security. Because mm. if that was the preserve of minister, mm. I now mm. see from scriptures that anyone should be able to do that. Mm. You know? So, so, and they didn't stop there. Mm. They began to contradict and blaspheme, mm. opposing mm. everything. They mm. opposed the things spoken by Paul. Mm. Yeah, Pastor, do you want to read from verse 46 mm. down to 
48, 47, please. Yes, so Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, we had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you rejected it, since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, mm. we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of God, the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Okay. Mm. Now, I mean, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Look at verse 46. It says there that, you know, when Paul and Barnabas saw this, they grew in their boldness. They grew bold. Mm. And they were saying it was necessary. And they were quoting from the Old Testament. You know, that we should do this. But what really catches my attention there is this. He says there, number one, since you reject it. Mm. And then he goes on to say, by so rejecting, you have judged yourself mm. unworthy mm. of eternal mm. life or ever, everlasting life. Mm. So he equates their rejection to self-judgment. Mm. What do you think? What do you say to that, Dave? Mm. I, I, I think definitely that there can be times when we can count ourselves out maybe it, it, we're linking this to, to kind of our, our current or our own situations where we can say actually I'm may, because I've not for example um, you said about earlier about being a minister because I'm not a minister on a platform I, I can't pray for someone to be healed or we may say oh because of what I've done in my past then actually that means I can't speak to people in my, in my work or something like that about the gospel and, and we can kind of cause ourselves to in a way by rejecting the, the new identity that God has given us in our salvation in a way um, we can count ourselves unworthy potentially to, to actually be seeing more and more of, of, of the gospel going forward but also we, in a way discounting ourselves from what God has fully done with us in terms of grace and and that full, full work of what Christ has done on the cross for us, that actually to, to deny ourselves because of maybe what has happened or, or prejudge ourselves because of what has happened in the past and things, we're saying actually that defines us and not what actually God defines us as now. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you, you talk about that, you know, how, I mean, when I stumbled into the fact that God's love for us is unconditional, mm. that changed my view. Because mm. many times I will see myself in the mirror because I know myself. And then because you know yourself, like if people really know the kind of person you are, who really love you unconditionally. Mm. And then you then see in scriptures that God's, really, God's love for us is unconditional. Mm. But so it's possible for us to reject it and mm. judge ourselves unworthy mm. of God's love. Mm. We, we must have come across people like that. You know, mm. the way they carry themselves, the, the self-condemnation. You, know, you try to let them know that God really loves it. Mm. And he, he knows everything about you. And they find it very difficult that if God mm. truly knows everything about me, mm. why will he want to love me? Mm. Mm. You've come across yes. people like that? Yes, mm. yes. And I've been there myself. But praise God, as we grow and uh, embrace God's truth, more and more we grow and we realize it's by his grace. So mm. continuing the grace of God, it's by his grace that we're mm. saved, not by our works that we might boast. It's mm. by his grace. But we grasp it by faith. We grasp, and, and he's made it such that all you need is mustard faith seed. Just a little mm. faith, and then you're in. Man. And then you grow, and, and you keep growing. And once you count yourself unworthy, it's like, then it's the works mentality again, isn't it? Yeah. Because you think that I have to do it. But he says, I've made it available to you by my grace. Yes, but when you've been stuck in an old mm. way of thinking and it's now by mm. grace, mm. through faith, it's, it's different. And, and in the world, I mean, God is doing something. A number of things that you refer to, to, to COVID. Now, now we've got another, another issue, mm. the racial issue. Yeah. I think that mm. is equally redefining a yeah. lot of things. This conversation is happening globally. And mm. I think it's a moment to grasp that we should not let this pass. Mm. Let's engage with the Holy Spirit. What mm. are you saying? Let's not count ourselves unworthy mm. and 
not participate in the conversation. Mm. Whichever side of the divide you find mm. yourself, don't be silent. Get involved because the mm. grace of God is speaking in, speaking truth into this matter. And I believe that great healing is going to manifest right across mm. the earth. Many mm. societies that people have been oppressed, I believe that there's a season for the oppressed mm. to be set free. Yes, the oppressed are being set free. Mm. God is speaking truth. He's bringing truth into mm. many situations. And this situation, I believe, is the beginning of racial mm. healing. Yes. Healing Amen. in the divide. Yes, that's, I really am convinced mm. of that 100%. That the word of God is very relevant. Let's not count ourselves mm. out. Let's be involved in the process and allow God to mm. use us. Let's not think of the old. Allow the, what, the God, what the Holy Spirit is doing now. Let's get involved. Mm. I, I think it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. I mean, totally yeah. exciting. I mean, you look at this verse 46. It says that, that uh, you have judged yourself unworthy of everlasting life. Behold, we turn to the Gentiles. Mm. Now, mm. one will look at that and think maybe the turning to the Gentiles was an afterthought, mm. you know, but it has always been God's plan. Mm. You know, you, for, for example, you travel, we travel. You know, mm. I, I land in a country. When I land in a country, I land at the airport. But the airport is not really my destination. Mm. It's just the point of landing and then mm. go to my destination. Now, when man fell in Genesis chapter 3, God's plan was to redeem man. And his plan was to send his son in the likeness of man to mm. redeem man. Mm. Now, if God is going to send his son in the likeness of man to redeem man, he has to come through someone. Mm. He has to choose mm. someone through whom he will come. He chose Abraham. And through mm. Abraham, he chose Israel. But the problem, the, the thing is that God was not just going to land at the airport and stay at the airport. Mm. His plan is mm. to land and cover the whole earth. Mm. And so Paul and Barnabas say, God's plan, he has landed. It's now fulfilled in Christ Jesus and it's open to everyone. Mm. And you see even in Paul's letter that mm. God's plan has always been to create a new creature, mm. a new human being in his son. Mm. So that mm. the wall of partition, you see that in, 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 in Ephesians, that the mm. wall of partition between the Gentiles and the Jews will be broken. Amen. So that mm. in Christ mm. Jesus, mm. there will be one entity. Mm. In, in, I mean, you, you know, I want to look at that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 15. Ephesians mm. chapter 2, verse 15. Uh, uh, from... ESV, for example, it says, by abolishing the law of commandments mm. expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself mm. one new man mm. in place of the two. Who mm. are the two? The Greeks, I mean the Gentiles and the Jews. Mm. Verse 14, verse mm. 8, for he himself is our peace yes. who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier Mm. The dividing wall of hostility. Exactly. Mm. That's, the big, that's verse 14. And mm. then the end of verse 15, so making peace. Mm. And verse 16, that it might reconcile us both to God mm. in one body through the cross, thereby mm. again killing the hostility mm. between us. So we see, and I think this, the, this must have been the cause of the excitement mm. In Antioquia, mm, mm. in the passage we are looking at today, the mm. Greeks, I mean the Gentiles and the Jews, mm. saying there's something for both of us. Mm. But it's, and, and then creating a new man mm. in Christ Jesus. Mm. A new man. Mm. And we will read in another place where there are no Gentiles, there are no Greeks. Because, but one. No male or female. No male mm. or female. Bond or no free. Bond mm. or free. Yeah. No, no, no. Color pigmentation, no pigmentation of the skin. <laughs> mm. No, you know, but one mm. in mm. Christ Jesus. And mm. I think as, as, as a community of faith, that has been our emphasis, mm. one in Christ. Mm. That, mm. Our, that is our, we, we talk a lot about it, don't we? Especially, mm. you know, we talk about identity, our identity yeah. in Christ. Who are we? Mm. We take our identity from Christ. You want to mm. say something about that before we go on to the next verse? Yeah, I think um, d definitely in, in terms of, if, if you think about the, the promise to Abraham was that I will bless you with, uh, I'll turn to it quickly actually, I had it marked, um, so I don't misquote it. <laughs> it's always worrying if you do that, but it's, um, 
just in Genesis 12 is, is the promise to Abraham. And this is the very beginning when, when God is just speaking to him about the nation of Israel. And he just says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth mm. shall be blessed. Mm. And so God's whole plan the whole time has been that Israel will be a, a light for, the, for, for yeah. the world and, and a light to the Gentiles. And if you think about when, um, in kind of the time of Moses, when we had the commandments and different things, actually, there was this, a lot of the scriptures that we see is it speaks to Israel about being a, um, set aside as a nation and being a nation um, that is an example to, to other nations. And as you look at the kind of the history around that, actually, the reason for that was because a lot of the nations around the time had different gods, different um, idols that they were worshipping. And, and what it was, was God was saying, actually, I want you to be an example of what mm. a relationship with me, what the intended mm. creation relationship mm. with me is supposed to be. Mm. And so f for th then kind of what obviously comes from that is, is maybe there is that division that obviously Israel would have kind of at points misinterpreted and maybe gone, well, we're better than the rest. We're, and that's where you get that kind of, that self kind of, oh yeah, we're, we're the, the better nation as it were. Mm. But actually that wasn't God's intended purpose. It was mm. to say, say actually, no, this is an example of, mm. of who you're meant to be as a, mm. as a people mm. in relationship with me. Mm. And so, Obviously, we see Christ bringing that reconciliation. Yep. In, and actually, it, uh, just to go back to your point earlier, Pastor, what about is people kind of, people speaking into the current situation we see with, with, with kind of going against the discrimination of black lives and things and saying, actually, no, we need to see racism stopped within, within our country and within the, the, the world itself. Actually... I think one of the big things is that that's different to times when we've seen these sort of things before is that people in the past have gone, well, because I'm not worthy, because I don't have the information and stuff, I'm, I've not got a voice to speak into this. And in, in a way, they've, they've counted themselves or rejected themselves to speak into it. Whereas the Spirit is just encouraging even the church to just, to just speak into it and saying, actually, you're you're brought into the conversation because you're part of the plan, you're part of the purpose for it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. It's, we, it's, it's always been God's plan mm. in Christ Jesus. Our identity is mm. in Christ Jesus. And those things um, that have caused division mm. were used by the enemy mm. to, to bring that to pass. Mm. And it shouldn't really be. Mm. You know, I mean, you did mention something about Israel thinking, you know, they were special people mm. because God had called them. But God's plan has been through them, mm. yeah. through them, the whole mm. world will be rich. And we can do the same thing mm. today mm. as believers, followers of Christ Jesus. Yeah. We, it's possible we might start looking at ourselves as being special. Mm. When God's plan has always been through us, mm. the good news will be pre preached to, mm. modeled, shown, demonstrated mm. to people so that they all can come. Mm. to Christ Jesus mm. because he's made such a wonderful provision for us. Mm. Yes, the something. danger is always taking our eyes off the Lord, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Once our eyes are on ourselves, mm -hmm. again, it will be about our works, about mm. what we... So, you know, what you see there, it manifests itself in so many ways. It's mm. either a skin color issue that yeah. one thinks they're better than the other that's taking your eyes off Jesus. Or one gender feeling they're better mm. than the other is taking your eyes off Jesus. Yes, or one generation thinks they're better than mm. the another, taking your eyes off Jesus. So once our eyes are on Jesus, the believer that has come to Christ knows it's by grace. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. by grace through faith. By grace through faith. And we then send the message to others who mm. also receive. We pass the same thing on. By faith, by, by, by grace Christ through faith. Yeah. And it continues. Mm. By grace through faith. And uh, in Christ, we don't deny that there is gender, Mm. But in Christ, gen our gender is, is not what defines the love of mm. God. It's not based on our gender, our skin yeah. color. In Christ, he has made us into one That's new one. person mm. that together we can reflect the glory of God. I think mm. that is, to me, is really, really mm. exciting. And we are honored 
for God to allow us to model some of that. Mm. Yeah, I see. I, it's not perfect, but I think by the grace of God, we've got something that the Lord is doing mm. through us. And, uh, or, and uh, we're grateful. We're grateful for that. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when we went to Harrogate, myself mm. and Gavin went to this uh, fish and chips shop, you know, <laughs> and um, after one of those late evenings, and we were quite hungry. And uh, I think we got talking to the guy who was closing. I was like, we are brothers. And he just couldn't figure that out. <laughs> so he looked at me and he's like, yeah, but it doesn't look like you. I said, from mm. what you can see, really. But we are actually one blood, as in, <laughs> in Christ Jesus, you know. And, and then, of course, when I go out with David as well, we, maybe some of those things we say among ourselves, we, they can be misconstrued by those who don't really know mm. that we have this um, um, robust, exciting relationship with mm. one another. That's mm. in Christ Jesus, there are, there are no free, uh, there are no bonds, um, those in bondage, mm. um, um, no free us. Uh, what, what, how does it he says, scriptures? In Christ, there's in no Christ. free or bond. Or bond, yes. yes. He's talking about a slave, isn't he? Yes, it? slaves. In, and in together, and, uh, we've yeah, all come yeah. into sonship. Yes. Sonship, exactly. On the same level. So, and so mm. when that becomes our identity, mm. um, it changes everything. It does. Mm. And it's a lot of work for that to become our identity because mm. we all were conditioned in growing up one way mm. or another. Mm. But when we come to Christ, then another work starts. Mm. And that's the work yeah. of growing in, in grace mm. and in faith and fixing our eyes on Jesus. him and mm. on him alone. Amen. In verse, um, so I read verse 47 again. For so the Lord commanded us, I have set mm. you as a light to the Gentiles. You alluded to that, mm. you know, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now, when the Gentiles had this, mm. they were glad and glorify the word of the Lord. And as many as have been appointed to eternal life believed. Mm. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Mm. But the downside is verse 50. But the Jews stirred up the, the devout and prominent women. Mm. And the chief men of the city raised mm. up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. Mm. And expelled them mm. from their region. Wow. But they shook off the dust from their mm. feet against mm. them and came to Iconium. Mm. And the mm. disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Um, mm. Let's speak into this situation there, verse 48. It talks about the joy that came when the, 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 the Gentiles had it. You know, because there are two sides of the equation. There are, I mean, in another place, I read it. There are two sides of the equation. We have the Jews there who had mm. believed, and then we also have the Gentiles who have heard that we are mm. also included in this. Mm. So, and then there are among those who have been, who are envious and jealous, who are provoking and, and stirring persecution and all that. But you see that in the midst of this, the Bible says the word of the Lord is glorified. And many people came to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So what does that say then about the word of God and the effect it has on people? Mm. The word of God is, is powerful in itself to do the work. Yes. And yeah. when it's read, preached, taught, mm. it's awesome. Meditated on, it's in it, it has put the potency of God's mm. word changes things. Amen. Yes. But it provokes different reactions in people. Mm. Yes. It but does. it's powerful. It does. It does. But the thing also is that the world spreads as well. Mm. You know, which I think this current situation allows us to. Because, mm. you know, we, um, when many months ago, it's looking like eternity now, um, the, at the beginning of lockdown mm. in our country and in many parts of the world, there was that notion that the church was closed. And then some mm. people said, no, the church was not closed. It's the building mm. that was closed. But the church is always open mm. and uh, advises and encourages all believers to remain open. Mm. And here we see here the, the, the portion that says, and the word of God spread around. Mm. So I'm thinking, since in the last 15, 1600 years, we are now used to church buildings. Mm. And many instances, people equate church building with church. Mm. Don't you, what does this current situation um, say about the opportunity that it has presented mm. where church buildings are closed and yet the church remains open. Mm. Does it not give that mm. opportunity for the word mm. of God to spread Amen. outside of buildings? You want to speak into mm. that, Dave? Yeah, it, I, I think it definitely does because I think 
unfortunately, when you're when you meet in a building, there's a real tendency to think that's the that's the place, that's the location, that's where I need to invite people to. If I bring someone to a building, then oh, they they can hear the word and things. But actually, when we get into that mindset, it's definitely like when we have um, meetings and things that are purposeful for, for, for sharing the gospel, we want to encourage people to bring them into buildings, but it takes away from people then thinking, well, actually, I'm the church while in my workplace, in the church, in my home, in my street. Mm. And so I think what we're seeing at the moment is this, this real breaking off of that mindset of to be part of the church, I have to be at the church. And I remember when we were doing the history of um, Elam and Ipswich, and uh, I said that I was looking into the church's history. And some, someone said to me, oh, so when, when, when was it built? And this was, this was someone in the church. And I, <laughs> I chuckled and I said, well, the, the church was built kind of in the 1700s, but we were, we were kind of in the um, 1929s. And kind of just said to them, that's the thing, is that so often when we think of church, we can think of a building. Yeah, and man. actually, I think the spirit is really just knocking that kind of, that thought that's been for, for quite a while, sadly, mm. um, and really shifting in. It may feel uncomfortable for some, but um, I think actually it's also showing us how quickly we can adapt to things as well, because mm. as, as many of us have said, if you spoke about this this time last year and said, like everyone would be in their homes for a number of months and things, yeah. well, we, we wouldn't believe you properly. But um, mm. so it's how quickly that is. Um, but I think as well, where... Where, the, where Paul and Barnabas are speaking and travelling at the moment, I think is so poignant in terms of location because if you think about it, it's in modern-day Turkey, yeah. which is that bridge between um, kind of the Middle East and, and Europe. And seeing, and if you think about the landscape of then, actually as they move through there, they then move to Greece and Rome, where obviously, and kind of Italy where Rome would have been, and they're, they're kind of powerhouses. And I think... I wonder if they, they quite realised how strategic this time was in terms of the, mm. the gospel moving into those, those mm. big powerhouses. And it might be that we're going at a time, at this moment in time, well, this isn't our particular way of doing it or particularly what we would want to see. But actually, is the Spirit doing something where we're, we're stretching into areas mm. that maybe we, we haven't mm. thought about? Excellent. Okay, I, I'll pick up on what you've just mm. said last, that we are stretching. How does that stretch us as mm. a community of faith, for example? where we read in verse 49, and the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all region. Mm -hmm. Now we are online. So we, because again, we, something we've discussed before, um, 168 hours in a week, we only gather, even before lockdown, a few hours. Mm -hmm. We spend more time scattered than gathered. So doesn't this now say something about being effective in the scattered space so that the scattered can then move into the spreading space where, mm. where we are scattered, the word of God is spread? Mm. Very much, very much, very much. Mm. Yeah. It's a new day. It's a new day. Think different, think mm. gathered, think virtual, think scattered. Mm. Yeah, it's all good. It just challenges us to equip the church differently. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's good. It's a learning journey. Yeah. It's a stretching time, but it's all good. Mm. Mm. And of course, we won't um, deny what accompanied the spread of God's word, the persecution. Mm. You know, how in verse 50, the Jews teared off um, people, religious people. Mm. It's like, we've been reading the same Bible. Then how come you are saying it's, some, it's saying something else? Your mm. interpretation seems to be different. But then, we are steering people to come against mm. this new revelation. Mm. You know, so we're not going to deny that, that it might come with some persecution. It might come with um, some, it, it just might not just be a bed of roses, mm. you know, because people might not see it the way we see it, that, you know, we, the building is not it, but we must be more effective outside the, 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 the building. Anyway, I'm mindful of time. Um, in chapter 14, they go to Iconium. And in Iconium, we see the same pattern there, how Paul and Barnabas will go into a town and they will visit a synagogue of the Jews in that town, and then they'll be allowed to preach. They will preach, and some of the Jews and some of the believe, uh, uh, Gentiles will believe, 
and um, some who do not believe get mad and they will stir persecution and opposition to the message. And you see Paul and his team getting very bold and courageous and saying this is the truth of God's word. And they stay in that place until it becomes unwise or unsafe to remain. And then they move on to the next town. You see the same pattern that we have seen in Antioch and Iconium. And so we see then that in all the difficulties they had, they never stopped sharing the gospel. Mm. They, they, mm. they might be persecuted, they might be beaten. In fact, you will see later on how Paul was left for dead. And then the disciples surrounded him, and then he got up, and as if nothing had happened, he just went on preaching. So there must be something about the good news that God has called us to be carriers of. Mm. Mm. Do you want to lead us in prayer, Dave, mm. as we bring this session to a close? Mm. I really don't know what has jumped at you. I really don't know what you have picked up from what we have been looking at. But we could see there are quite a number of things to, 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 to take away with. I don't know what your takeaway is. But one thing is very clear, that the promises God had made through the ages are now fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is a major takeaway. Let's ask mm -hmm. ourselves, how do I embrace and receive mm -hmm. that which God had made available in Christ Jesus? Mm -hmm. And we also see how the effect of the gospel on Paul, Barnabas, and his team, no matter the opposition they faced, they just kept on going. They just kept on going. Mm -hmm. So what is your takeaway? What have you heard today? What is God telling you? And the next thing is, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Dave, let us pray. Amen. Yeah, so Father, we, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, that just as we see in the scriptures of how Jesus has brought together both the Jews and the Gentiles and just brought salvation to us as, a, as, a, as the world, Lord, we, we thank you for just knowing your grace. And Lord, if, if there's moments like we've discussed of, of just people counting themselves out for different reasons. We, we ask that you would search our hearts for the times that we may be not fully embracing the grace that you've given to us, Lord. And Father, we thank you for just your mercy, Lord, and we thank you for everything that your Son has done. And in the faces of adversity, Lord, we, we just thank you that we see your gospel goes forward, Lord, and your mm -hmm. spirit goes with us, Lord, even at times when we may be not sure of what's happening around us, Father. We thank you that your spirit is always working and always moving throughout the, our nations and, and the places that we're living, Lord, and just doing different things, Father. So we just thank you for just you speaking to us more and more clearly through this week. Amen. Amen. Amen.